And Jesus said, the time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God has come near. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Be seated. seated. All right. All right. Good morning. How's everyone? You good? You good? You got any Ravens fans in the house? Right. All right. All right. That, that team's on a serious roll, right? I'm, I'm hoping that maybe uh, Lamar and Patrick Mahomes can end up going head-to-head. Now, that, that would be a game. That would be a game. Anyway, brothers and sisters, our uh, message uh, this morning comes under the title, Always Be Listening, Because Jesus is Always Calling. Right? Always be listening, because Jesus is always calling. The Gospel describes the call of two sets of brothers who Jesus invites to an adventure. Now, we don't know if they knew the carpenter from Nazareth, if there had been interactions beforehand. John's gospel sort of alludes to that possibility, but um, scholars will go back and forth on whether or not they, they knew Jesus. But maybe, maybe they were just tired of the fisherman's life. Maybe Capernaum and Galilee had become too confining. They knew everybody, and everybody knew them. And that can be comforting or maddening in small-town life, especially when everybody knows your business. So maybe that was it. They were bored, restless, wanted to get out. Then along came Jesus with a proclamation and an invitation. The time is filled. And the kingdom of God has come near. Follow me, and I will make you fish for people. Immediately, Andrew and Simon left their nets. James and John did the same thing, leaving old Papa Zebedee with a torn net and a look on his face that probably said, what the heck just happened? We don't even know this guy. Today's holy encounter is just one of many that we find in Mark's gospel and throughout the Bible. There's Jonah, right? That's one. There's God calling to Abram, go from your country. And Ezekiel hears the words, O mortal, eat this scroll and go speak to the house of Israel. It seems that God and Jesus are always accosting people, always disrupting them, pulling them out of their everyday into something different, something challenging something that does not have the end of it written in stone. In the next chapter of our gospel, two words will change a tax collector's life. Two words is all it took. Follow me. And Levi got up and followed him. Disruption comes in the call of Jesus. Now, I'm not to say that our own calls may not be that dramatic, but each of us, consider, each of us has been called to a life of Christ and discipleship. You've already been called, otherwise you wouldn't be here in the first place. On a Sunday morning, there is plenty other things to do. And when it's 20 degrees outside, hitting the snooze button is one of them. <laughs> but yet, here we are, called, 
invited to live out our opening prayer. Give us grace, O Lord, to answer readily the call of our Savior Jesus Christ and proclaim to all people the good news of his salvation. It is not only grace that we need, brothers and sisters, but also ears to hear. We need always to be listening because Jesus is always calling, always inviting. This gospel comes at the beginning of the year, January 21st. The beginning of the year is always a good time for, for reassessing and for planning, for listening. For God alone, my soul in silence waits. Time for waiting. Our lectionary has conveniently brought us to this point. You consider we began with the anticipation of Advent. Then there was the wonder of the Incarnation, followed by the, the adoration of the Magi. And now comes the invitation. We find ourselves, perhaps, like young Simon from last week's passages, waiting. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Speak! You've already called me to St. Anne's. Speak! Is there a ministry that is waiting for me? Is there a deeper, more challenging, more transforming experience yet to be revealed? The gospel story tells us that once Jesus calls us, he does not leave us where he found us. He calls us to an adventure that may take us halfway around the world or no farther than our own home. I would never have thought the priesthood would, would take me to a hospital in Harlem, to the cramped candlelit space of the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem, or the cornfields of Darlington. And yet so it was, and my journey continues. My work continues. I should go around perhaps with, um, with, with a t-shirt that says, under construction because God is always at work. If you think he's done with you, think again. He's like a master craftsman, always tinkering, never quite satisfied, always at work, always bringing us to a call within the call that we have. I'm reminded of a story about Mother Teresa who was uh, born in Albania. And she left her home at the age of 18 to join the Sisters of Loreto in Ireland. It's a call. It's the first call there. A year later, she was in Darjeeling, India, doing her novitiate in the lower Himalayas. It's another call, within the call. 17 years passed in which she rose to become the headmistress of the convent school in Calcutta. And that alone may seem to have been enough, but those years were merely a prelude. There was a stirring in her soul, a disturbance brought on by the poverty that she saw. Perhaps she prayed like Samuel, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Perhaps she sat quietly, meditating with the psalmist who said, for God alone my soul in silence waits. Truly, my hope is in him. Perhaps 
We don't know. But this much we do know, that on September the 10th, 1946, as she rode a train from Calcutta to Darjeeling, probably a packed train, rocking back and forth on the old tracks, she's heading for her annual retreat and experiences what she describes as the call within the call. I was to leave the convent and help the poor while living among them. It was an order to fail would have been to break the faith. You know the rest of the story, but that little anecdote, I think, illustrates our theme. Always be listening, because Jesus is always calling, always ready with an invitation. Now, I don't mean to stand here and say that we have to carve out hours and hours and hours and hours of, of silence to, to sit you know, in sort of meditative pose and, and waiting for the, the, the word to break through, because we all have lives. We are all have lives. You know, the school bus is late. The boss has moved the deadline. I'm going 75 miles an hour on I-97, and the car behind me wants to go 85 miles an hour. So even if Jesus is calling, I can't hear him. It would be like his number popping up on the cell phone. Leave a message. Let that one go to voicemail, because right now I'm, I'm, I'm busy. But brothers and sisters, let us indeed find some space for silence. What uh, Thomas Keating, the great practitioner of contemplative prayer, called God's first language. Silence. Let us find some time for that silence, that time for reflection. For through Christ, the kingdom of God has indeed come near. And there is a powerful proclamation that needs to be said again and again and again. The good news that we have to proclaim of God's love in the world, of God's inbreaking into our lives. A proclamation, as I say, that needs to be said again and again and again that God so loved the world that he gave his only son to be with us to call us into new life of hope and mercy and compassion, a new life that will never yield the day to the forces of evil and hatred and violence, a new life that says the cross is the medicine for a world that is constantly wounding itself with missiles and gunfire. It seems to me sometimes, I open up the newspaper, that every country that has a missile is firing it and letting the others know, hey, I got one too. We have a proclamation to speak against that, that God so loved the world, that the kingdom of God has come near. Believe in the good news and proclaim it. And so we believe. And so by our lives we proclaim, but only by walking the road of discipleship together with Jesus Christ at our side. So always be listening, brothers and sisters, because Jesus is always, always calling, always inviting, always tinkering with you because you're under construction. You're not a finished product. You are God's handiwork, proclaiming 
the news of his Son. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.